Shades and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual talking with shadows the conversation everyone has but no one wants to admit to here with your host Vic Whaley and the much more attractive Marcus D I know you guys cannot see him but that is a bold face lie. that is not a bold face lie good sir I am I, the much more handsome. you you're the smart one I am the handsome one you look like someone got bored with their Mr. Potato Head and stopped decorating it halfway through God, you look but, like... but at that, they're not even using a real brand <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. It's like literally a potato, and they like made the the attachments out of like half melted crowns. I can't say. And then like someone left right. it out in the yard and a dog chewed on it. That's it, earmuff kids. Your beard looks like if someone's pubes crawled up their face, got tired, and had to take a break. At least I can grow facial hair. You've been growing that. You just grow facial because you just don't shave. Yep. You look like a wild caveman that just took over someone's house. Thank you. I I'm do look started. like a wild man. Big shout out, by the way, that I forgot to give today. Whoever was the man who invented uh, the umbrella, like whoever like came up with the umbrella, thank you to you because it has been raining like cats and dogs today. That's weird. Me and my buddy Steve, uh, who goes to my Aquafit classes with me, me and him were talking about umbrellas earlier today too. It's just weird. It's because it's been storming today. Huh? Go figure that that would come up okay. in conversation. I, I go out in storms all the time, and no one ever talks about umbrellas. No, I had to talk. Well, okay, the difference between you and me. I went to work this morning, by the way. Thank you very much. And I had to, and I wear nice clothes to work, so I need to wear an umbrella. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a drowned rat or a drowned Mr. Potato Head, like you like to say. You wear an umbrella? No, like have an umbrella. Yeah, but you said you wear one. Oosh. Okay, let's get let's get into the episode. Or it's just going to be me and you dissing am, each other. For I am mad. Actually, so okay, so when I'm pretending to work, one of the things that I love to do, one of the things I do at work is I just read the news while I'm 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 new, man. Give me you're looking at me. Give me a break. I can get away with it while I can. I just love to read the news, and I found like the coolest article in the world. All right, pop quiz, hot shot, because you did so well last one? yeah, pop quiz. <laughs> What is the most famous cryptid in Indiana? Uh, is it out of all cryptids? And what litmus are we talking about? In Indiana. About? What is usually considered one of the most famous cryptids to come out of Indiana? There's probably, oh, to there's, come out of there's Indiana. There's probably two. There's pro- I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one, but there's one that I'm, that I'm getting to because you made the news today. Oh, I should have read the news. Um, one of my guesses would be to come specifically out of Indiana. Your home, the beast. Your home state? Right, the Beast of Busco. Yes, absolutely, the Beast of Busco. Fun fact for those of you that don't know your uh, who's your cryptids: the Beast of Busco is a massive turtle that was sighted. And I don't mean I don't mean like a big turtle. I mean like a massive, like five hundred pound turtle that was found in Allen County, Indiana. By the way, it's a huge, huge, huge snapping turtle. Like Chubbawabu. I can never pronounce the name of the city that this thing is in. Chubbawabu, Chubbawabu. Anyway. Anyway, that's where it's from. Funded the lake that this thing was supposedly sighted in the plot of land is yeah. now up for sale. 
Really? I know. It was awesome. You can buy this awesome lake with a cryptid supposedly living in it. How much do you think that that's going, by the way, that, that this it's 44 acres. You grew up in the country. Okay, 44 acres. 44 acres with a, with a, with a lake. Ballpark it. Is it forest or is it like, like there hills? Are, I'll read you the description of what they okay. say that it is. The lake where the nationally known Oscar the Turtle lived. Great hunting track with beautiful nine-acre lake in the middle for great fishing. Stunning lake holds big bass and crappie for the fisherman's private lake. Uh, it's got a bunch of trails for AT, ATV, ATV driving. Wow. Uh, the property to the south is classified as a wildlife habitat area, so it allows no hunting, making it for better hunting on this property. Uh, it's got four uh, food plots. That's it. Okay, I'm going to guess 120000 You are so under. They're selling this for a million dollars. Ooh, it must be in some good... I was assuming that this was right out in the middle of nowhere. This must be in a decent... Decent area. Shout out to Justin Griffin, by the way, who is the listing agent for this place, who has probably one of my most, like, the best jobs ever that he gets to sell something like this. <laughs> Dude, do you want to send him an email? And we can yes. try to look. Yes. Oh, here we go. Oh, here's our full name. What's our, here's our full name. One candle. Just, just get his, just get his phone number. We'll call him. Aside. No, no, we're going to send him. How much do you want? What do you want to offer him instead? What are you trying to lowball him? All the, um, all the gold in a, Scotland. A guest spot on the show. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like. I'm not gonna put a phone number. Hey, John. This is great. We're literally sending this email to him as we speak. I still think we should do like a mini interview with the guy. Be like, hey, anyone seen anything there recently? <laughs> hey, Justin. We can't offer. Uh, we can't offer you a million dollars. However, we will gladly offer you a. Uh, a guest spot to come on the podcast to be able to interview in exchange for this $1 million 44-acre lake. I would be happy with just getting him to interview. To see if he to see if he's heard any other sightings yeah. or anything of this giant beast of Busco. I mean, if he's selling the property, he probably is up to date on what all's going on. I want to hear his sales pitch. Me too. <laughs> I do. Let, let, let's, uh, let's give him a chance to come on. Let him know that he can do a sales pitch to our audience. Yeah, we'll, we'll let him know. Like, hey, do you want to come on and just sell and try to pitch the sales? Because I think that our listeners would be the kind of people that would be interested in buying this kind of thing. Okay, are you ready for some beer? I am I'm ready, ready for, for some, some beer. beer. Pop up and some beer. Okay, we are drinking peanut butter busted knuckle. It is a local brew here in Indiana, and it is a peanut butter port. Or, sorry, porter. Mmm, this sounds awesome. Yeah, I was just walking around the liquor store earlier today, and I saw that I'm like, I feel around like Marcus the, the is going to like this. I'm trying to pass this over the computer and the sound. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, my goodness. He's gotten so protective of his of his setup. Hey, this is expensive, and I like our setup. Thanks, sir. We, we are professional now. Cheers, by the Cheers, way, guys. to our listeners, to you, to Justin, for getting to sell this awesome, the, the lake. Oh, that's good. Oh, you're making a face. No, well, I didn't know if I liked it or not. I was kind of... Mm. If you don't like this, I think you don't like porters. It's kind of smoky. Mm. Mm. This is just my style. It is made by Quaff On Brewing Company. And I'm trying to see what where... From Brown County, Indiana. That's where I just bought a bottle of wine from there as well. There must be a lot of alcohol brewing there. Um. This beer's a lot like our, like, I think, like, a lot like our relationship. Like, I want to hate it. You, like, I want to hate it at first, <laughs> but then it just, 
But then that peanut butter taste, like something like I like about it, just hits me that I just can't be mad at it. That sounds about right. Uh huh. Mm. Let's get to mm. some comments. I think I want some more of that beer. That's awesome. Oh, we we have enough for each of us to have two because they only come that's, in a four pack. That's fine. That's fine. All right, guys. So. Um, if you haven't already, we're going to do the, uh, cause we had, to, I know we had to put out two episodes relatively quickly to make sure that we got all of our content up, uh, for May when we were talking about giants. Uh, so two episodes ago, we were doing living giants in the modern, in the modern age, which you haven't tried that episode. You should, uh, we were talking about, could giants be living like particularly like in the modern age? Scott Redding says, Bennington Triangle, Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's that's from whatever we were talking about, like the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, we, we were, were talking tri- about how many triangles there yeah. are out there. Like it is, the triangle is the most dangerous shape that's out there. <laughs> Apparently, at least it's the most paranormal. <laughs> Every time I see a yield sign, I just I just turn around and run away, going, "I'm gonna get lost." It's, you won't get me, yield sign. Uh, Jellios Pat. I think that's Helios Pana, I think is what it said. Mm. Anyway, giants are are in fact real and have existed and they're and existed. Their existence needs to be destroyed because it goes against the narrative. Yeah, but what spe- specify which narrative. I mean, it does somewhat go against like the evolution narrative, but the thing is, I really think that they could just meld this in with existing uh stuff. Kind of like with the I know I've brought this up a few times, the um like small humans that uh, we have Grecian pottery on them. We have uh, Cherokee stories about them. We have Chinese stories about them. They're all very consistent. And then something pops up in our fossil record and they just say, oh yeah, they were a thing. They just died way before humans, even though there's a lot of signs that say they did not. <laughs> I, I think, I think they could, they could meld it in with it, but maybe you're right. Maybe there's something about it that they feel like they couldn't meld this one in. Sorry, I was reading uh, the next comment and it got me laughing. Mary Grace said, a breakfast burrito without sausage and bacon is called an egg omelet. You are correct. Wait. That is not a breakfast burrito. It was, it's a bre- it's in a tortilla. And, and it's just, you know, that it, it's an inverted omelet. That's what that is. That's a, that's a deconstructed omelet. I agree how, with you, Mary. How is putting it in a tortilla deconstructing it? What? What are you talking about? Oh, because all the pieces are like all the pieces are separated out. They just put it in. A, they put it in a burrito. No, Marcus, you and Mary are ganging up on me. It was a breakfast burrito, and it was delicious. No, it wasn't. It was border. You, it was bo- It was not even wrong. It was delicious, but I would not call it a breakfast burrito. I would call it like a hot pocket, like a breakfast hot pocket. I want to send a message to you and your thug Mary <laughs> that I will not be intimidated. No matter uh, how much muscle you it's bring. It's a hot tortilla filled with cheese, egg, and veggies. Also, Mary, please don't beat me tell up. Me that is not a, tell me that's not a breakfast hot pocket. Okay. Mary Grace also says, I've heard stories about giants in the Middle East. That is a scary thought. Thanks for the heart, guys. I'm glad I was able to make you laugh. You made me laugh again. Like, so you keep, you keep on doing that, Mary. You keep on being awesome. Yeah. And you guys like make comment below, man. We love doing we love going over comments. Even if you think we suck. If you haven't heard if you actually heard we will actually respond to comments if you tell us that we suck or we sound bad. I, I think from now on, Mary's just your hired muscle. That is my hired muscle. <laughs> and you are awesome. <coughs> we will gang up on Vic together for all of his poor life choices. Creepy California super duper fan said. Uh oh no, th- we did oh, I was gonna go over what the episode was. Uh this was our last episode. 
the cities of giants. In this particular episode, we talked about like, I remember we often talked about uh, like various giant cities. At one point, I'm talking about Irem, um, that's in the Quran, that in the Middle East, not in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and then I ended up talking about one down, I believe it was in Ecuador, I believe was where the other one was. I think it was one of the things that came up whenever we wrapped up our thoughts on Giants. Uh, Creep California, Super Duper Fan says, another great episode. Also, isn't the story of Scottish and Irish Giant the story of how giant, the Giant's Causeway was built? Uh, when the oh, Scottish yeah, Giant sees the Irish Giant pretending to be a baby... He gets scared, thinking that uh, that the dad must be bigger, and ran off and yeah, just yeah, threw no, the causeway so he wouldn't be chased. That 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 is right. That 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 is part of the story. Well, the thing is, when I was telling the story on air, I wasn't really, I hadn't really prepped it. So, the story you got was what I could remember from the story. But yeah, you're right. No, that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nighthawk uh, says, "I'm not in." Oh, uh, patron. Says, I'm 99% sure pretending to be a baby in a cradle to get out of trouble is a scene in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh my God, it is. I also think that's a scene in uh, both me and Vic's households whenever we're, we're in trouble with our wives. <laughs> we're sorry. Essendon Gaming says, what if gigantism and uh, what if gigantism under the giant and the great Kali spawned from the giants interbreeding with humans? I, I 100% believe. I mean, I, I, I 100% believe that, that maybe that is something where, like where that came from. And I definitely could not say that it's an impossibility. It's an interesting idea. I mean, be like looking at Laura, like you have angels already breeding with mortals, and then that's yeah. how we get the giants. So we wouldn't have said that the offspring of that just couldn't already breed with, uh, breed with people. And I want to say that I think that there were some giant kings that had human wives. Oh, yeah. In, in, in many of the legends, they were stealing human women to have wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 100% this could be a thing. Uh, Gold Soul Radio says, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you so much. And Patrick Maddox said, great content as usual, always entertaining. We appreciate that, guys, so Thank much. Thank you very much. Yeah, we always appreciate the comments that you guys leave. You guys always want to show us appreciation. You just leave a comment below. We love going over the episode, uh, over the comments in the before the episode. But now, guys, we are getting into the actual like episode for today. Now, this is awesome, guys. We are kicking off June, and we are now doing... Uh, a whole month long of things you cannot find on YouTube, like rare of the rare in the paranormal. Like, okay, get your ATVs ready, guys, because we are going off road and talking about some of the paranormal topics. I think that I've we got, got some for today. Pretty obscure stuff. Oh, I know, guys. I got. Oh, I know, I got one today. Okay, like, if you guys can find something like this, like where people have been talking about this a lot, then I, I'll tip my hat to you. Disclaimer. Uh, maybe there's something out there on the on some of the stuff I'm gonna say. I don't think there is, but if nothing else, the topics I picked are extremely obscure. Oh yeah, this is not stuff that you're gonna find easily. You you were you were reading a book that was that was yeah, the, that was, was the route that you took. Right? Yeah, I read um, I know what I saw by uh, Linda Godfrey. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know who Linda is, she's the um, she is the lady who broke the story on the Beast of Bray Road back in the day. And if you want an awesome, awesome episode, uh, a video on Beast of Bray Road, we have done a video on Beast of Bray Road, as well as the Beast of Busco, by the way, I do believe. Yeah, well, no, we've done a video on the Beast of Busco. I don't know. For some, I can't remember how in the Beast of Busco episode, for some reason, and if you guys go back and watch it, I can't remember. At some point, either in that episode or we reference it another one, like an animation pops up where the Beast of Busco says, suck it, Hitler. And I can't remember the context of why that came up. 
I don't know. I can't either. It's either in the Beast of Busco episode or it's actually like just in another episode where we reference that as well. I think we might have done the Nazi Bell video right before that, and maybe that had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But okay, I've got one I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Dire Dogs? Dire Dogs. Uh, we have been playing Dungeons and Dragons for several years now. I believe that Dire Dogs uh, are in the new Monster Manual. They they are not. They are. I'm pretty sure that Dire. Are you sure that's just does Dire Wolves or? No, dire wolves are in there. Or like a mastiff, maybe? There are those giant dogs that halflings ride on, but I don't remember what they're called. No, there's also like those Russian dogs that fight Oh my god, bears. moving moving on, moving on. <laughs> dire dogs, imagine a situation like this. You're driving down the road late at night. You're driving through a forested area, and then boom, something collides with the side of your car. A wolf the size of a literal bear... We're talking about somewhere around eight feet long with a abnormally large head, even for the size of its abnormally large body, is trying to push your car off the road. You're only spared by the fact that at one point when it collides with you, it hits the tire and the force of the tire spins it off, allowing you to escape. Like, this creature is so big and so powerful that it is not scared of the car. It is not only not scared of the car, it's literally impacting the side of the car trying to drive it off the road. My God. Like, how many paranormal stories have we gone over when people are driving, and then when either just the headlights are on, it scares it away, or it's just running away from the car? This is actually... No, this, pan- thing's, this thing's willing yeah, to go like head just, to head with the car. <laughs> yeah, like a moving car. And are you sure that's not a dire wolf? Because that's in D&D. Okay. Uh, one could argue that's... Possibly, I was going to talk about this a bit later, and I'm still going to talk about it a bit later. I'll just give you a spoiler right now. Maybe it could be a dire wolf of some sort, but I don't believe so. I don't think dire wolves are big enough. Like how how big do you think of the how big do you think this thing actually like are people saying this thing actually is? Somewhere between like seven or somewhere around seven eight feet long, but dire wolves weren't that big. Seven eight feet long. There were there are species of wolves nowadays that the dire wolf was only slightly bigger than. Hmm. Like dire, dire wolves. Okay, I know in D and D dire wolves are like a large sized creature. No, they weren't really that big. They we, were big. They were bigger than wolves than what we have now. And we fought some dire wolves in your in in Ellie's last D and D game. Yes, ran. yes. I just wanted that on the record. But what's being described here seems to be something larger. Beyond that, they are being spotted. Everywhere. there, I found accounts of them down to Florida, up to New York, up into northern Canada, back down to the southwest. They, it seems like this species, this cryptid, is in many different locations, just in a very small population. All right, well, hold up for a second. Okay. So we're in the Midwest. Like, we're, like, in Indiana. Yes. So we have dogman sightings. So you have, like, these, like, werewolf-esque stories. Like, are these just... Dogman stories that are just being reported down in places, or is this something that's different? No, this this thing. Okay, when Linda was talking about them in the book, she said that, well, while I've been collecting stories of dogmen, I keep getting reports of these giant dogs this, that are built almost like bears. Like a lot of people will say, it's like it's like as big as a bear, a bear, like a large oh, bear, God. and it's broad like that too. And she says she keeps getting reports like this, but they don't have the telltale markings of being a dog man. They're not bipedal. They don't seem to have some form of grasping hand. 
And she's she says she just called them quads and then shoveled them away so she could focus on her work. Well, she eventually, when she got to I Know What I Saw, circled back to it and started collecting more stories on it. Mm-hmm. And that and that's part of what she's doing in this book is she's talking about these things. And she coins the term dire dogs. And truthfully, like I said, they're big. They're too big to be a dire wolf. Dire wolves weren't that large. No question. Are they more like bar guys? Because we've done bar now, guys. We've done bar guy stories before, which are like large or uh, black shucks, which I, I guess would be another yeah. way to describe them as well, too. Like just large black dogs with like red glowing eyes a lot of times. And a lot of times these will be described with those those glowing eyes. And to tell you the truth, maybe. But I don't think so. I've First, bar guys are described as being large, but th- still, they seem to be described as something notably larger. Wait. And when a bar guy goes after a car, usually it's just chasing the car, maybe scratching at it, but usually a bar guy doesn't do something like try to drive it off the road. Beyond that, when people report seeing bar guys, people will often describe it had this kind of ethereal or shadowy characteristic to it. Although these things are sometimes described as being darker colored, that's not always mm. the case. Like in one of the accounts that she found, the thing was hairless, but it was also uh. an area where mange, there's a mange outbreak. Yeah. So it seems like these are not the same thing as the bar guys. You guys want to see something weird, man? Like Google shaved bear. Ugh. And I'd imagine it would look a little like that with a lot more wolfy qualities. Ugh. Now, could you, how, let me ask you that. So the people that talk about this thing pushing their car out of the way, like, how'd they get away? In that specific case, what was happening is it was colliding with the side of the car, uh, kind of just taking that huge head and just kind of booping it into it. And it was causing the car to kind of push off the road. Uh, what happened was it eventually did that, but to the tire. And when, when the head hit the tire, the tire spun it off. Do you know the scariest? Do you know the scariest thing about that? Like when you see like a lot of these like weird hunting tactics. First of all, that sounds like learned behavior, and then it's not that it's knowing specifically how to get a human that's in a car. Also, like I'm gonna knock you into a, I'm gonna knock you into a ditch, and I'm gonna attack the wheels because that's what's gonna get it to stop. There's also a lot of stories of these things just being in the road and refusing to move for the car, God. like they're trying to block the passageway of the car. I think. When they're doing that, they're trying to lure someone out of the car. I wouldn't get out of that car if I ran into one of those on the side of the road. Yeah, but someone might. I'm going to back up. I mean, that's what i do. <laughs> Actually, no, I'd start taking pictures like crazy. I'm going to back up. Dude, can you... Okay, can you imagine... Uh, I, I feel like if you ran into one of those, that you would end up being like Rick Moranis from the first Ghostbusters movie. Where there's just like, there's a bear on the road, there's a bear in a car... Like there's a giant dog, and then like someone's like they said a bear attacked him, and then your like your whole car is like wrecked all to hell. <laughs> have you ever heard of a wahila? Wa a wahila? I have not had that alcohol, sir. Oh my god! Now wahila is another cryptid that this somewhat matches for. It's a um, north, if I remember right, it's northeastern Canadian cryptid. Okay, but this thing it's it's. Fairly, it, it's basically a large-headed, very big, powerful wolf. But it's like that, except for it's in multiple locations. The Wahila is supposed to be just in that area. So the Wahila might be the same thing as what we're talking about, but I'm not totally sold on it. There are some minor discrepancies where 
this thing is supposed to be broader and more stocky and more... In me, the description, people just straight up describe seeing the muscles on this thing through the fur. Man, I'll never take a Canadian goose for granted again. <laughs> oh, my God. Now we've got, like, Canadian bear, wolf, cryptids. But, like I said, what there's something else I think that might be a better candidate than the dire wolf. And I'm probably going to butcher this name. Emphysion. Emphysion. A-M-P-H-I-C-Y-O-N. Ah, yes. One of the lesser known Greek heroes. Oh, my God. <laughs> this. This is closer to... This would be closer to the size of what we're talking about. It has that weird look that's a mix between... A uh, like a dog and a bear. It's huge, stocky, muscular, and it has the telltale, absolutely massive head. I'm gonna send this. I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to me. Like if the tree wasn't next to this for like size comparison, I would have thought that this was like a little tiny like wolf puppy. By the way. Oh yeah, it, because the head's so big, it almost does. You know, like puppies have those oversized heads. Yeah, it does kind of have that well, thing it's going like on. Those tiny paws. Except well, for too. this thing is like eight feet long. Where's that from? Um, North America, Africa, and Europe. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a prehistoric mammal. It had this huge biting head. It could easily probably chomp a skull straight off a body. Which is consistent with uh, some of the stories of these large canines in the let me find the name of the valley, Nahani Valley. Well, like it's okay. You know, I, the other day that I was the, the other day I was with my wife's family, uh, like over Memorial Day, we were talking about like their trips down to the um, the Smoky Mountains. So they're talking about like what a lot of people in the area have to do, like to protect themselves from bears. And like, one of the things they have to do is they have to keep the trash like contained. And like one of the things that that our uncle was talking, my wife's uncle was talking about, was like like how smart like just a bear is, and how they've learned to even get around of most of the. Um, precautions that people have set up to keep them out of the garbage. And they'll, they'll, they like literally like will like climb over certain things. They know oh, how yeah. to knock certain things off to get into the garbage. Like you're talking about like things like these that, that have learned over time, how to attack a car like timing wise and correctly to like to do something like that. That makes me, and if you think to like how many like missing persons uh, reports that there are like deep in the woods or that there, that there goes on, like it makes you kind of wonder like, you know, are some of these things kind of responsible for some of the things like that? Or like, how often does it happen that they're picking up this learned behavior as a species? Oh, yeah. Something like this could probably pretty easily g- silently creep up on something because it has that sort of wolf mentality, grab someone with a huge mouth, and take off pretty damn quick, possibly even killing them with the initial bite. Um, but if it is something like the emphysion, still pretty sure I'm not saying that right. It might be just implying the same instincts that it had for, say, hunting buffalo. I don't know. This just sounds like a situation like with Bigfoot. Just, you know, different location, different names. You know, skunk ape, swamp monster. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, like you know, like rock thrower, like what, things like that, like yetis or whatever. Like, I think this just seems to be just be different names, but like the same, just the same description. I mean, it might be the same thing as the Wahila. It might be because one of the things... That does make the direwolf argument much easier to swallow. Is direwolves disappeared from the fossil record much more recently than the 
I'm just going to call it by the nickname, the bear dog. The bear dog. Yeah, that's the thing that I'm having a harder, a hard time saying. But, or sorry, bear wolf. But those things disappeared way before dire wolves in the fossil record. But at the same time, they meet the description a lot better. And much like many cryptids, they seem to pop up a lot around, um, or more often around things like uh, military bases. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So, if I'm if I if I follow like this train of logic, like some like other types of animals, like say something like I don't know, like a feral hog, like when you leave them like in the woods, they don't have any natural predators or anything that can get them. They get huge. I mean, they can, they can be get the, like the size of a bear. Like I mean, they can get oh that. first they can get bigger than a bear. Well, I know, but I mean, they can just get that big. Yeah. So what if the bear dog is just another type of just dog that's just grown like it's just growing in the confined in the cage that it's in the woods well the issue with that is the reason why that they can uh like a feral hog can grow that big is because we've done a lot to modify the hogs and they're hopped up on a lot of growth hormones and stuff like that and radiation from chernobyl i guess sure radioactive feral hog it's a real thing but like if you took like a, a if you took like a purebred pig that has not been exposed to the gene the like the breed the things that we've done in their breeding to make them abnormally large and all the hormones and stuff to make them abnormally large like uh say like a pure strain of pig it would not grow that big because it would just become a boar because we have those they're called boar Mm -hmm. um so that wouldn't necessarily work with a dog unless We've done the same thing where we have been breeding them abnormally large as well as hyping them up on hormones, which, yeah, it's totally viable. Um, which I, I was started, like I was starting to say, they seem to pop up around military bases. That almost makes me now wonder could this be something that we're doing? <laughs> could, could the military be experimenting with these huge giant attack dogs and then them escaping into the wild and hogzillying out? That's a real thing, man. What? Dogs that big that the military breeds. Rush, like, no, for, but eight-foot dogs with giant heads attacking cars isn't, though. No, but, like, dogs the size of bears is a, is a real thing. Like, have you ever heard, like, the Russian prison dogs, like yeah. the Caucasian shepherds? They're the size of cars, man. They're huge. So if you've got a couple of those that may have gotten imported illegally, say, like, in the United States, that got out in the woods, I would absolutely believe 100% that that's something. Actually, no, I'm going back to the... Probably our government is doing this on a military base because you know what else makes sense? Mm. Them attacking vehicles. Yeah, there's a very good chance that they've been trained specifically to do this. Yeah, to like not to like as a way to like get it, like stopping cars. Yeah, yeah, wow. They okay, government. If you're out there breeding giant terror dogs, keep that stuff on a leash. I don't want them getting into the local woods. I like going out in the woods, and I don't want one of these to sneak up on me and snap off my head. I mean, the government, I mean, if you guys haven't heard our episode, <laughs> the patron start part where I was talking about, like, Operation Acoustic Kitty, I mean, the government definitely, like, used, does experiments on, on dogs. That's like, Operation Acoustic Kitty was something in the 1970s where the government tried to, like, sew radio, like, like radios, like, two-way radios, like, into, like, into the cat trying to be able to spy on people. It didn't work because the cats just ran off and never came back because they're different because <laughs> they didn't want to train them. But I would hundred percent believe the government would be out there training dogs. Okay, you, you actually changed my mind on this one because what I was originally thinking is, <clears throat> could they have interbred with 
ancient wolf species and basically had, so they had their DNA somewhere within them and we're seeing this DNA sequence resurge in the wild. Yeah. you can. That's what, that's what I was originally thinking. Now I'm on the secret government super dog train. Yeah. Or not even necessarily. <laughs> okay. It doesn't even have to be that. It could just be a dog that's that big that was like just in the United States that just got loose and just boofed a wolf. Which can happen, and dogs can boof with wolves, and you can, you can, they can be interbred. I mean, yeah, but I, I'm still going to challenge you on it. Would it would require a very specific sort of situation where a escaped domesticated dog could do this? Well, domesticated air quotes because dogs that are that big or, you know, that that I mean is still a, first off that's still a huge dog. And if it got out in the woods, it's gonna go. It might. It's gonna revert back to its natural habitat, which again, it's huge. I mean, there's really nothing out there that's gonna eat it. So, but to pull the whole hogzilla thing, it's gonna need Dogzilla. to be something that sure dogzilla. <laughs> thing. It would need to be something that has been bred to be gigantic. Sure, those species do exist. We have those, but yep. also it would need to be on some sort of diet that is filled with growth hormones. That way, when it gets out in the wild and it has an unlimited amount of food. It can continue to grow. Yeah, stupid hiker. Yeah, but the, the the stupid hiker part isn't the part that I'm arguing against because it can probably get deer faster than stupid hiker. But the issue is more... People can run faster than deer. <laughs> but they're more plentiful in the wilderness. That's true. But my point is more, where is all the growth hormones? Who Who's letting this... Or how's this dog with... Okay, the dog that is escaping has to already be a large dog and it would have to be hopped up on growth hormones. Mm-hmm. Before it's exposed to a situation where it has limitless food supply. Mm-hmm. Like, for this to happen, it would have to be a very specific set of circumstances. So, I don't think this would be an accidental thing. I think this would need to be someone intentionally breeding these things. Hang on, I'm going to ask you a question here in a second. Okay. How many... How many domestic... Well, domestic air quotes... Tiger, like pet tigers, do you think there are in the U.S.? Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe Go yes. watch Tiger King. I'm sure they say it at some yeah. point. You know how many? 5,000. So, yeah, I think that it's, there's definitely, there's a lot, and that's just tigers. So, yeah, I think, I think there is a large, like, there's a large, robust, you know, exotic pet trade no, that no, goes you're, on you're in not, the You're States. not listening to what I'm saying. What? The missing piece that I'm trying to get you to realize is it would need to be hopped up on growth hormones it doesn't matter how many domesticated tigers there are you got to explain to me to get that to be that big yeah well okay so say if you took your dog lucy and you released it out into the woods where it had unlimited food supply right how much bigger is lucy going to get oh not that much bigger No, not that much bigger she will get eaten by a bird yeah and like so the thing is like if you even if you took like one of these giant russian dogs and put it out in the wilderness sure it'll probably get a little bigger with an unlimited food supply. But the thing is, for it to fully hug Zilla out, it's going to need to have, like, just be pumped with growth hormones like our domesticated pigs are. But I, I don't think you... I don't know if you understand how big those dogs are. They're huge, dude. They're they're the size of bear. They're that big. Like, I, I guess I, I... Maybe I don't know how big they are. I, like, how big are they? Caucasian shepherd. They, they fight bears! <laughs> Yeah, but how big are they? I'm not familiar with the species. Hang on, I'll, I'll pull it up for you. Okay, 
The big Caucasian shepherd. Okay. That is a Caucasian shepherd, sir. Yeah, but how many feet are they? Okay, let's see. The average woman is what? Five, five? That looks like two of that Don't woman long. Don't just show me the picture. Give me some statistics. Of how big they are? Yes. Like, they're at least, they can get to be like seven, eight feet long. Wiki it. I did. Does it say they can get to seven to eight feet long? I will show you. Caucasian Shepherd. Gets to be. Oh, man, I use the metric system. All right, here we go. 25 centimeters. I don't think it's going to be eight feet. I don't think it is. Although that, I will give you this. That dog looked like it had a huge head. Oh, that's not, that's not two feet. Sorry, that's not that. Sorry, that's height. Like, I'll give you it. Make sure you post that picture in the show notes. That dog does look like it has a huge head, and I did not know there were dogs that big. So it kind of matched the description. I'm just waiting to see the, the length now. You mathing it up over there? Try and pull it up. My phone's moving slow. Okay, guys. On average, they can get to be about four, on average they can get to be about four feet, but they can get up to they can get up to seven. They they can get up to seven, like like six seven feet. Sure, give one of those some growth hormone, put it out in somewhere, and you wouldn't even have to give it a lot of growth hormone. Sure, I guess that is a possibility. Now I don't know who's training these things to run cars off roads or releasing them into the wilderness, but I'll say I'll give you yeah, it's a possibility then. Those are some big freaking dogs. Yes, they fight bears. <laughs> Russian bears, not even like like wussy U.S. bears, like Vladimir Putin wrestling bears. Okay, now that I've been looking at the Caucasian Shepherd dog, I would seriously believe that it could be something along these lines. These dogs match the description somewhat well, not perfectly. But they have that abnormally large head. They have a lot of people will, des- will describe this weird gallop they have. And it has these very long back legs that I believe would create that sort of galloping motion. But I don't think that it's wild pet ones. I think first, this thing would need to be jacked up. You would need to get it pretty much on steroids because it does not have the physical strength and bulk that these things would necessarily have. Also, I think to get them to go after a car like that, I think that requires some training for a domesticated animal. I don't think that's something that they would necessarily develop on their own. Although I think there is a possibility that this species is being bulked up and being used. Let me let me pose another weird thing. I've like another question to, to you because I've, the more that we've been talking about this, I've started thinking about this. Okay. When you told me the stories, you said that the story is like a person driving down the road and then this thing runs into their car. Yeah. One of them. That's one specific story, yes. Yeah. But even in other sightings of them, there's one. Dogs are pack animals. These have only, to the best of my knowledge, ever been sighted singularly. Yeah. Like, you ever notice that, 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 that that's something that I do find out? Even a lot of dog man stories, too. Like, you run into that sort of thing where it's a, a single solitary thing. I am not aware of a single story that cites more than one of these. Yeah, don't you find that kind of odd that, like, even if something like like that, like, even if dogs that, like, are abandoned by their owners, like, they're, they're going to be viable, they often turn into usually, like, packs of yeah, wild packs, dogs. Packs yeah, of feral I mean, dogs yeah, are a thing. You know, yeah. 
And that, that was actually something that I was thinking about earlier, but I was thinking about it as an argument on why I don't think they're dire wolves, because I, th- I don't think dire wolves are solitary, but the bear dog is solitary. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and I, I think, God, you really, you're all up in my head with this whole, potentially this is something, some sort of man-made beast that's being trained to... <laughs> like, cars. like to do this to do this sort of to do this sort of thing you, you you took what i was thinking and kind of flipped it upside down on me like or even most social or another thing guys that it could be because if these things are just that aggressive a lot of like social creatures like when they like social animals when they're left to their own devices then what happens they become like sociopathic and they become a lot more aggressive like right, like you end up seeing like seeing this sort of thing where they become more ain't like they become they just yeah. they start losing those social skills and that's the reason why that end, that ends up happening. I guess that could be another reason about what about why these things tend to be so aggressive. But I mean, canines out in the wilderness will usually find other canines to spend time with. I mean, if it's a dog, dogs are generally pretty easily sociable creatures. They could fall in with a pack of coyote if they wanted to. <laughs> they could find other stray dogs if they wanted to. I doubt that this is a situation where it's going crazy due to loneliness out in the wild. Like, I think it's going to find something to to pal around with. Like there's just some dire dog that's out there that's like the king of coyotes. Yeah, <laughs> that's just out there. There's just a bunch of just coyotes yipping and and howling. All of a sudden, this one just comes back. All right, you're in charge now. Sorry, I, our I, bad. Look at that thing. I don't think it would take much. Whether we go with it, it's that. Whether we go with it being like a Caucasian shepherd dog or it's one of those primeval bear dogs mm-hmm. or bear wolves. Either way, if it walks up to a pack of coyotes, everyone knows who's in charge. Um, I guess in the last few minutes that we have, do you think that this is something viable that could live like out in the wilderness by itself? Oh, like, yeah, is this, yeah. Is this a yeah. socially viable animal? Yeah, it is a viable animal, and I'm going to tell you why I'm so certain. I'm certain because it has been a viable animal in the past. Like, we have this sort of body shape that has been successful before, and I have no reason to believe that it could not be successful again. The only issue would be either it being outcompeted by other species, and that would be over a long period of time, or man just straight driving it out. I mean, if a wild hog that big can just get that big, I think a wild dog can get that big. I mean, just could get that, could that that's that big, could live out in the wilderness. So are these Caucasian shepherds, I'm assuming they're a relatively newer species. I've only remembered stories of these things maybe in the last 15 years. I could be wrong. Okay, so uh, according to the stories attaching them to the Wahila, these are large animals that'll take off a head and things like that. I can think of another creature not associated with North America that matches this description pretty well, matches its MO pretty well, and do you know where I'm going? It's Vic Waitley at a Chinese <sighs> buffet. No. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about this creature before on the channel. Giant wolf. Europe. <gasps> the Beast of Jevoudan. The Beast of Jevoudan. This thing in many ways matches up with the Beast of Jevoudan. I kind of feel like whatever was being described back then might be the same thing we're talking about now. You mean a lion? No, it was probably <laughs> not a lion. It might have been a lion, but it Maybe. probably wasn't a lion. We I, did a video on that, too. Yeah. Pr- man, we've done a video on it. Man, we've done a video on a lot of different things. And the Beast of Jevudan, based on the descriptions, really did not seem like it was a lion. What did I, I can't remember what my final thoughts on that thing were whenever. Because it's been a long time since we've done that. I don't even think my... 
thoughts would necessarily even be the same nowadays. Just because I've learned a lot more about the Beast of Jevudan since we had done that video years ago. Well, I mean, it's, it, it follows a similar MO where it's like just that like kind of like large quadruped or like quad animal that like nobody knows, like nobody recognizes like what it is. Then just described as just this huge beast of a bear like thing. Yeah. And it's a wolf about the size of a bear and also goes after the head. That, that's one of those things where it just it seems very similar, like too similar for me to say they're unrelated things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There, there's too many possibilities. There's a possibility of it being a relic animal. And also, like, why would it be in, like, colonial France and then also popping up in America nowadays? Like, why would it, like, why, uh, circus? I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I mean, I, I think something, you know, in the world of cryptids, I think that people often in the community don't, don't realize is the large, like, black market, like, exotic pet trade, like, how widespread that it actually is. So a lot of times in many communities, you often end up with these exotic animals that just people just wouldn't recognize. Now today, like I don't think that there's like a that big of an animal that people just can. Like I don't think you'd have a beast of Jebudan thing like today, where it could be a lion and people would just call it a friggin' bear. Like I don't know that I don't think that would happen today. But like I mean, if it's dark and it's just that kind of big of a dog, I don't maybe. But I mean, perhaps though those Caucasian shepherds you're showing me, they're pretty big. They match the description somewhat well. And sure, they don't seem to have the sort of bulk, but you could fix that by jacking the animal up on steroids. Yep. They're still a little small, but you could jack them up on growth hormone and get that height right back in there. They wouldn't, I would imagine they don't naturally try to drive cars off the road, but they're a dog. They take training pretty mm. well. I feel like someone's, <laughs> someone's breeding Franken-mutts. Well, the weird thing about the whole thing about them trying to run a car off the road is, again, that's kind of learned behavior. But even something like that big, I don't know if it would have to, I don't know if food would be that scarce for it, that it would have to resort to trying to attack cars. Not if it's not trained for it. That's what I'm saying. The like, other thing like is, if this thing already knew how to do it, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, If it's not something that was trained, my only other thought is this is instinctual behavior that they have from hunting buffalo and woolly rhino and things like that. Push it That's into a ditch. That's my only thought, other thought. Well, the thing is they'd be trying to throw it off its center of balance. Right. Like, although I think the training, being trained to do so idea holds more water than this being that. But that's just, I'm just trying to offer another Dude, Can you imagine how terrifying Men in Black would be? Like, if one of the things they did was just, they like, Mr. Burns released the hounds. No, they do. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. We've had some where they've shown up with a black shuck. But, I mean, like, but, I mean, if that was, like, a widespread thing where, like, they try to, like, abduct you, they just, yeah, just unleash <laughs> their, their dire dog on you to run your car off the road. Like, we normally, like, expect them to use this, like, super science magic powers thing. But now they've just gone, release the hounds. Oh man, this this has been a ride today. <laughs> hey, yeah. it ha I know it happens sometimes, but it doesn't happen that often where I come in with one idea and then you say something and then I have to go the total other direction. I don't know when we started talking about dire dogs that would that we would end with man, somebody must be training these giant Caucasian shepherd wild brand of black dogs out that are run people off the side of the road. But the question is, why? <laughs> What do you guys think? Put your guys' thoughts on these in the comments below, man. Do you think dire dogs are just a natural animal that's out there? Do you think they're car? Do you think they're just? Uh, do you think they're just abandoned dogs that are out there? Do you think somebody's secretly unleashing giant dogs upon people on the side of the road? Or do you think this is a primeval animal that somehow made it to modern day? Mm-hmm. 
If you guys like this episode, don't forget to like. If you're listening on YouTube, hit subscribe, but also hit that notification bell so you can stay up to date whenever we put out any new content. Um, if you're listening to this on uh, Apple, make sure that you guys leave us an awesome review. We would really, 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 really appreciate that. But until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. Okay, before we get into the Pillow Talk segment, what what's your thoughts on the beer? I like the beer, man. You know, normally porters just have a weird aftertaste for me, but the peanut butter, I mean, it really does. I mean, it's like I want to hate it, I want to hate it, and then it just kind of gives you a hug that just makes you feel better. Like, I like it. I, I Fortunately, I like porters, and this is, I think, a very good porter. For those of you in Indiana, grab some of this. If you're not in Indiana, see if you can't order it. The brand's Quaff On Brewing Company. It's made here in Indiana. It is peanut butter it's knuckle good. buster, and it is very good. Like mm-hmm. they're not they're not paying us. They didn't give us free beer or anything. I know. No. I just want to give them props because they made a good product. And if you guys have a recommendation for something, let us know. We actually had a fan recommendation on a drink, and I've ordered it, and it's on the way now. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised you for it when it gets here. Sweet. Yeah, start sending yeah. us recommendations, guys. I'll buy it. Sure. Because right now I just walk around the liquor store until I'm like. Eh, this might be cool. Yeah. It's like secret, you know, secretly, uh, Vic has a, a podcast <laughs> where we review, a uh, paranormal podcast where he reviews alcohol, but the actual, like, liquor store owner thinks he's an alcoholic. <laughs> he's like, yeah, what are you saying to you, man? I go, don't worry. There's lots of guys that come in here with paranormal podcasts where they review alcohol. Do you know what I thought you were going to say? I thought you were going to say Vic secretively has a beer podcast where he reviews paranormal theories. I got a comedy buddy that does 30-second beer reviews. That's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, um, as I understand, we're talking about some scaly children today. Yes, we're sliding into the Pillow Talk segment of the podcast. If you want the rest of this awesome podcast, go over to our Patreon and sign up. For as little as a dollar a month, you guys get the rest of this awesome podcast, as well as all the bonus episodes we do, with, so you get access to One Candle TV. Um, and also, for $2 a month, you guys get to vote on our poll that we put up. And I just realized it is the third, and I forgot to put the poll up. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and put that up. Um, so we don't have an update on exactly where we are, but I do believe that we did come to a consensus about what the new thing is going to be. Yep. Strange Earth Theories, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Told you he, it was he, awesome. He bought me on that theory by saying he'll buy me a t-shirt. I know, I know. It's like, I'm telling you, it's, it, the, the Strange Theories are like the, the beer today. Like, you want to hate it at first. The more like he, the more, the more you absorb it, the more, the more you start to like it. All right, so... We're going to talk about some weird things. So what I did was I started going to the weird fringe deep circles of some of the forums, the paranormal forums that I'm uh, that I sort of stalk and watch for things, and I saw an interesting thread that caught my attention. Uh, something called Dragon Children. I don't dragon know if children. Dragon Children. That was something. Part the sense of the poster actually asked, "Has anybody ever seen any of these Dragon Children before?" So this particular uh, this particular user posted saying that when they were about five, six, seven, somewhere in that time frame, um, and a couple other people commented on their similar stories about this. This person woke up in the middle of the night when they were a kid, and in front of their bed was a couple children, except their faces were not like normal kids. They had that similar sort of watcher behavior where something's at the end of your bed and it's watching you. But what they what they described them was was other children, but their faces were like dragons, lizards, turtles was another one. Was another kind of description that they gave. All sort of like. Scary.